Hello and welcome to episode 6 of season 3 of the Right For Your Life podcast. Now then, today I was supposed to be joined um, by a wonderful guest. I was going to be joined by Sophie Lambert of Tibor Jones and Associates. Sophie just happens to be my very own literary agent and she was going to be here to talk to us about lots of wonderful stuff, especially things related to being an agent and what writers can do um, to submit their work to agents and specifically we were going to talk about the Page Turner Prize which is a fantastic opportunity for writers to um, get themselves a book deal. Unfortunately, about five minutes before we were about to record, um, Seth and Jasper, my little twins, decided to absolutely explode and um, there was uh, much kerfuffle and in the end I decided to postpone the podcast recording with Sophie. So we're going to be talking to Sophie in the new year instead and um, and uh, what I'm going to do as it's an anniversary today which you may not know about um, is talk about my lessons learned from blogging. I have 21 lessons that I've jotted down and the reason that I'm going to talk about this is because Today marks the four-year anniversary of me setting up Right For Your Life, um, which is, um, well, I guess it's slightly exciting and not especially exciting, but it's definitely true. And, um, and it's, um, it's, it feels like much longer, actually. It feels like an awful long time ago. And, um, and the, the site has changed, the podcast has certainly changed, and um, I've picked up... Um, I've picked up lots of things over the over the uh, over the years, and I thought I'd share them. And I'll try and make it specific to to writing, but also I guess it, I guess it's really a podcast about blogging. And I hope you don't mind me doing this alone as some sort of monologue. I've done it before, and no one's really complained. So if you if you do get really upset at the idea of me talking for twenty to thirty minutes without any without any kind of light relief from someone else, then do let me know, and I won't do it again. Um, so what I'm going to do is this 21 lessons learned from my four years of blogging. And I'll just take them one by one. They are in a rough order, but it's very rough. I'm going to be pretty much making it up as I go along. I've got some sort of light notes, but um, nothing nothing too specific. I'm kind of going to wing it a little. Um, and I hope that's okay. So, well, here we go. Number one, blogging is proper writing. Now... It's not that I didn't think it was proper writing when I set the blog up in December 2008. I kind of knew it was going to be like, you know, actual writing, like you do as a copywriter perhaps, or as um, uh, as an author writing fiction. I knew it was proper writing. It wasn't like I thought it wasn't uh, writing that should be valued. But I thought it might be a bit easier. I thought that I would be able to just sit down and quickly jot down 500 words and bosh, pop it up on the internet and there we go, job done. And apparently some people can do that. Some people do fire out post after post after post, something which I'll come on to later on in this podcast. But that's never really been my kind of style. I kind of like to make sure that everything I do is, you know, pretty good or at least something that I think is good or that I can stand by. And I think that's about caring about your writing. So I really care about, you know, pretty much every, well, no, every every blog post that I put out there every podcast that I put out there too I you know I'm I'm not saying they're they're all brilliant or that all my blog posts are brilliant but I kind of care to the point that makes me think gosh this is proper writing this is not an easy option if you want to be a blogger you kind of still have to do it properly and um and especially if you you know if you care about it perhaps a little too much like I do so that's my first tip it's proper writing don't think it's an easy option in the least number two blogging is really rewarding especially when it goes well 
So this is something I didn't really expect. When I put those first few posts out there, if you're new to the blog or new to the podcast, as I'm sure a lot of you are, Right for Life is of a small to medium size. It's got about two to, I think it's about 2,300-ish subscribers. So enough to make me feel all fuzzy inside, but not enough to be like a mega blog. But the first month um, was when a lot of the activity kind of happened. I mean, it, it was crazy. So within a month, I'd only posted two articles, and I think I had a couple of hundred subscribers almost straight away. And I just couldn't believe how rewarding it was. It was the most amazing thing. Here was me writing these silly 800-word pieces. And they were quite silly, those first two or three. And, um, and people were reading it. And they were, making, they, were making, um, they were having discussions. They were leaving comments and saying nice things to me. So when blogging goes well, it goes really well. And that's important because other writing, like writing a novel in my case, can be a real kind of turgid experience. It can take an awful long time. It can be very dispiriting at times, very rewarding as well, uh, uh, lots of points, don't get me wrong. But it's the much, it's the, there's no instant reward that you get with, with blogging. You can put a post out there, have someone respond, even if it's one person on Twitter that just says, hey, read your post, enjoyed it. It means a lot and it can really... It can really kind of pep you up and, and, and have an effect on your morale in terms of your writing in general. However, point three, blogging is kind of, in my experience, one giant guilt trip. So basically, if you read all the pro blogs and all that kind of thing, which a lot of people do before they start, before they start their own blog, they read up on blogging, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? And you're told constantly that you have to post every day or at least three or four times a week. Uh, three or four times a week and you have to get into a routine and you have to you have to kind of really just absolutely go for it and 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 everything else has to go by the wayside and of course what happens is real life as it does with all types of writing as it does with all types of 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 hobby which for a lot of people including me blogging kind of is still although again I'll come on to that later um it's just not possible to do that level of uh, work it's not your real job when you first start blogging and you know almost everyone who blogs at all it's not your real job it's not your family it's not your friends it is something that you shouldn't put so much pressure on yourself to do and that's a lesson that I've really had to kind of learn I've I've felt guilty about not posting enough so many times and I've kind of learned to live with it I, I I think that it's probably meant that the site hasn't grown as it might have done but it means I've done other stuff like you know get married and have children and um, be slightly happier but if you're new to blogging or if you're a blogger, um, it, it will be a guilt trip. There will be lots of times where you feel guilty about it. And I encourage you not to, but it will happen anyway. It's inevitable. Sorry. <clears throat> Point four. I should have got myself a drink to do this with. That was a terrible idea not to do that. I apologise for future coughing. Point four. Don't mess about with your site design too much. Now, I know what you're thinking. I've messed about with Right for Your Life more than anyone really should be messing around with their website. And um, and I regret it, frankly. I've had about five or six designs in four years, and I probably shouldn't have. Every single time, I had a good reason for doing it, and um, and that's kind of fine. But however many it is, five, six times, it's too many. Um, and and it kind of distracts you. You end up doing that, messing around with WordPress themes, fiddling around with font sizes, and it actually means that you're not doing either any kind of blog posts or other writing or any of the other stuff that I've just mentioned, like having you know, families and things like that. Uh, fiddling about is the enemy of every blogger. Don't mess around with your site design too much. Uh, it will kind of just send you crazy. Point five. However, 
change it if it's not how it should be. And this is the key point, because nothing is permanent. So, like I say, I've changed my site way too many times, but I have had a good reason, or at least I felt like I had a good reason. A couple of times I definitely had good reasons. So, the current site design I changed in October, and the reason I did it was because at this point, Right for Life was uh, the URL, the domain is ianbroom.com, um, because that changed when I got my novel published, because it made sense for people to find me. Nothing is permanent, it's okay to change these things as long as you do them properly. Um... And, and I changed it because all of a sudden, uh, as, as listeners I think will know, is because I got made redundant at work. And uh, it meant that I was suddenly a freelance writer and I had a website that didn't have anything to do with freelance writing. It didn't say who I was or what I did. And all of a sudden I had this web presence, but it didn't really kind of get the key message across. So I decided to very quickly change it. Um, so if it's not how it should be, do change your site. Do fiddle around. But I guess back to point four, don't do it too much. But And again, nothing is permanent, so even if you have to change it back, that's kind of fine. As long as you tell people what you're doing, things are generally okay. Just don't go crazy with it. Number six, and here's a very, very sort of... It's a difficult thing to tell you, but I'm pretty sure a lot of you will know this. It's very hard to make any money out of blogging. And sadly, I think that it's one of the reasons many people get into blogging, or at least set up a blog and um, and certainly give up quite quickly is because it's hard making money out of blogging is incredibly hard people with huge followings with giant blogs with lots of subscribers giant twitter followings they find it hard to make money and making money out of the blogging itself is even harder so just someone paying you just to write blog posts is very difficult the people that do make any money tend to sell things on the side so they'll write ebooks or um or or, or i don't know or They'll have a sponsor. Their podcast will have sponsors, for example, and um, and and you can make a bit of money that way. Some people make lots of money, apparently, and 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 that's great. But to do that, you have to you do have to treat it like a job. I said earlier that it is generally a hobby for most people, and that's kind of why most people don't make any money. The people that do make money is they it's because it's because they treat their blogging like a job. They have the time to do it, or they have the the kind of the patience and or the wherewithal, whatever it might be. If you want to make any money out of blogging, you really have to go for it. It has to be absolutely full steam ahead. My experience, I am quite happy to say, has been pretty dismal. Um, I haven't tried to make money out of blogging much over the last four years. Um, the one kind of attempt was I did an audiobook, so very much like I'm recording this on my own now, I recorded some of the most popular posts in audio format and put it out as an audiobook. And it was, I think it was £1.99, barely any money at all. And even when I, even, even when I told people about it, I said, look, I know that this is not the greatest product in the world, but you know, you've followed the site for a while, everything's been free for, you know, three years, whatever it was. Um, so this is a really good way of you saying thank you very much, Ian. Thanks so much for all the free content. Here's a couple of quid for doing that wonderful blogging. And um, and 21 people, I think, no more than 25, agreed that it was a good idea to spend £1.99. And, um, and, and that's not many people at all. And especially when you consider that I've got over 2,000 subscribers. And, you know, I've thought about it since. I'm not bitter. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't your fault, folks. It was my fault because the product was a bit rubbish. You know, who wants to listen to an audiobook of posts that they can already read for free on the, on the website or that they've already read on the website? Um, so the product was a bit rubbish and I wasn't full steam ahead. I didn't go absolutely all in on it. Um, I treated it like a hobby. I made the audiobook, put it out there and just expected people to buy it. And that was a very, very silly thing to do. 
Uh, my other experience with uh, with uh, trying to make money out of blogging is the podcast, this very thing itself that you're listening to, and that's only since I've been doing it with uh, uh, through 70 Decibels, so I'm part of the 70 Decibels network, as I'm sure you know, and as I'm also sure you know, um, at times the podcast has been sponsored and I get a little money from that, but it's hardly enough to pay the, um, you know, the electric bill. Not that I'm complaining, Mike, if you're listening. So... If it's hard to make money out of blogging, point number seven should be, and is, don't make it all about the money. So this is what I'm saying. A lot of people do think that blogging is about money, and that's why they do it, and I think that's a fairly terrible idea. Instead, focus on, um, in my opinion, it's about focusing on integrity as much as you possibly can. Um, you can make money out of blogging, like I say, but very few people do, so the next thing you want to try and achieve Actually, in my opinion, it's the first thing you want to try and achieve, is to have a blog that you're happy with. Make sure that you are caring about it and that what you write, you're, 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 you're happy to publish. And, and, and the link here is, is those types of posts which you know people have written to try and attract links or to try and attract, sorry, attract, attract visitors. So it's link bait. It's people who've written, you know, stupidly catchy headlines that don't make any sense that don't necessarily relate to the quality of the article you know i've talked about this before 10 killer 10 essential i don't know (laughs) 10 killer ways to write a novel i mean it's just i know the thing is i know that those posts kind of work people do read those posts but you need to read as a blogger as a writer bloggers are writers you need to go back to your posts and go do you know what i'm happy with that i was happy writing that I stand by it and I wrote it for the right reasons and I know that a lot of people disagree with me saying that people think well you know why what's what's the harm in list posts and I agree I'm going to be probably writing more list posts in the new year simply because I want to try and get a bit more traffic to try and help promote my novel I understand that that's how it works but you can still write those posts and have integrity and for me that's the most important thing if you can't make money out of the blog then at least have integrity because generally things that have integrity and things that you can stand by are the things that do end up being successful in the in the long run anyway and you perhaps will end up making money just because it was good what you did was actually you know decent okay there's a minor rant there this is where i would take a drink if i had one so that's seven we're a third of the way through i've no idea how what we're doing in time uh, let me just check bear with me what have we got? Time. So what have I got? A quarter of an hour. Right. I have taken way too long doing those seven points. Therefore, I need to crack on and also stop talking to myself like I am now. Number eight. You need to offer something worthwhile. So this is not what I've just been talking about. This is not about integrity. It's about making sure that what you are writing is worthwhile. It's useful for um, the reader, for your, for your readers. People need to find it useful. They need to actually take something from it. So one of the changes in Write for Your Life over the last year to 18, well, probably the last year more than anything else, is that I've started writing much more about myself. And that's because I've had my novel uh, published and I've had news to tell people about me. And I kind of always did those things, but it was always disguised within a post that was generally about a wider point to do with writing. And... um, and, and I'm kind of fine with that. I think it's okay that I've been, you know, the blog is now ianbroom.com. It's still right for your life. You know, the blog is right for your life. It's still the same thing. It's a blog for writers. But it has got my name more prominently placed at the top of the site. And it's written by me. And I do think that, um, you know, hopefully people are interested in, in, in my book and all that kind of thing. You know, it's, a, it's the place for me to promote it. So I'm kind of fine with that. But the truth is, I do need to write more 
posts that are about writing and that are useful. And that's something that I hope to do in 2013. It can't all be about yourself. It can't all be about you if you're if you're blogging. People are only limited. Uh, sorry, their interest is only limited uh, in you. I'm sorry. It's just kind of the way it is. It's a harsh lesson, but um, but it's true. Number nine, and I know this seems a bit counterintuitive, but you need to share your personality a little bit. So it's not just about writing posts. A post, and this is and this is kind of the problem that I have with the ten killer ways to do whatever it might be posts is there's very little personality um, I think that generally in life you need to be prepared to put your personality on the line a bit I mean that's what that's what the podcast is really about this is me talking this is don't get me wrong I have a everyone has a bit of a podcast voice you know I don't normally talk with such careful pronunciation but the truth is most of this is just me talking this is kind of how I am and um, and I think that's important. You need to give a bit of yourself to everything you do. I've, I've I've always found it important in it which whichever job I've been in, I found it important to just put a bit of me into it. And I think your blog is a bit like that too. If people can see that there's a real person behind behind the blog, behind your Twitter account, behind your Facebook page, if you're an author and you have one. It needs to be a bit of you in there because that's what that's what kind of keeps people coming back. Yes, they want the useful information, but they also want to know who's who's giving that information and, and, and what the context is. So everything that I do on Write For Your Life, everything to do with this this podcast, any advice that I ever give about writing, it's always within the context of me being an an author of literary fiction who's just had a novel published. It's it's even in the context of me having um, newborn twins at the moment because anyone listening knows that I have this kind of, you know, crazy life going on where I'm trying to do all these different things. And that's good context. Hopefully, I think that's good context for a listener, for a reader, because, it you know, it gives a bit of personality to whatever's being said. Number 10, <clears throat> find a routine. Now, this is something that I've been terrible at, and it's I go back to this idea of uh, of of, um, uh, of getting into a getting into a groove. I mean, it is important to have a routine, and people do tell you to do that, and it, you do feel guilty if you slip out of it. That's true, but if you can do it, it is very useful. So I just don't want you to feel guilty about it. That was my first point. Don't feel guilty if you if it slips every now and again, but if you can find a blogging routine, it's really helpful. The master of this is Randy Murray at the blog First Today, Then Tomorrow. Randy is a, a, a copywriter, uh, he writes for business, he's a playwright, um, he's got a great blog, and he blogs every single day, every single weekday, five days a week, all the time, and all the posts are very good, they're well edited, they're, you know, there's no fluff, it's not like he's just chucking any old nonsense out there, he never posts just a paragraph just for the sake of having something out there, he just has this routine, it's just part of his writing routine, and uh, that's something that I've found difficult, partly because, as you know keep going on about it but you know marriage twins book published all these kinds of things have kind of interrupted me um and and the blogging has kind of always been the thing that's had to go and I think that's kind of fine but if you can get into a routine then it really really helps and it's something that I really want to try and concentrate on in the new year is to have more features on the blog keep the guests coming on the podcast and just get into a routine so it just becomes second nature to you or to me in that case um number 11 don't worry too much about the stats. So a lot of people get really hung up about how many people are visiting their sites, how many page views they're getting, and what that leads to is the kind of thing I talked about earlier where you stop 
thinking about the content you just think right what will get me more visitors and you just chuck any old nonsense out there just because you think it will attract people to your website and um, and for me that's not the way to go stats come and go people come and go at different times of the year people will like blog posts that you've written that you don't think are any anything particularly special and something that you think could be the best blog post that anyone's ever written could get no no, no traffic at all it's just the way it goes focus on writing decent content do as do do as well as you can with it um try and have integrity and just go for it to be perfectly truthful and this is absolutely uh complete completely true i have not checked my blog stats since i think july i've just had other stuff to do number 12 branch out a bit so start off with blogging but don't be afraid to kind of branch out and do other things so this has really helped me so the podcast is by far the best example but I've also done video podcasts. I've interviewed people um, on the blog, and I've I've kind of had I've got uh, other blogs that I've set up, and and some have some have carried on, some have gone by the wayside, some have been really successful. So I had websites for writers, which was just extremely successful for a, about a year and a half. Then I found I didn't have the time to keep it going, so I stopped. Nothing is permanent, like I say. Um, so don't be afraid to branch out. Like I say, the podcast is the perfect example for me. I'm a bit of a nit. I like to talk. Um, I feel like it's uh, I feel like it's a useful companion to the website, to the blog, and I love doing it. And um, and and it doesn't hurt. You can reach new people, get new audiences. There are lots of people I know that only listen to the Right for Life podcast. They don't read my blog at all, and that's just fine. So don't be afraid to branch out. Number thirteen: collaborate with other people. So. The podcast, another perfect example. So working with Mike uh, at 70 Decibels uh, has been fantastic. Um, I've met new people. I know all the all the other hosts on 70 Decibels. Um, I've collaborated with all the guests. So people like Joanna Penn, Emma Newman, um, uh, uh, lots of people. Um, uh, Gary Smales, Bubble Cow, all these people are kind of people I've met just through blogging. Other writers, other, other publishing type people. And it's come from collaboration. If you want to do something like a podcast or if you want to interview someone, if you want someone to write a guest post for you, just send them an email. Generally, people don't mind being asked to do stuff. And if they can't do it, they will just say. So collaborate is, gets you, it gets you better content and, um, and, it's, and it's enjoyable. You get to meet people. Nothing wrong with that. Number 14, don't give up easily. It's something that a lot of people do, unfortunately. There are so many blogs in the world millions and billions and twillions and other things of uh, of blogs in the world and and most of them are lying there redundant um no one's keeping them up to date and that happens all the time people start blogs and then they give up because usually i think because they haven't got like a thousand people reading it straight away and of course that's perfectly normal you don't just put a blog post out there and suddenly attract lots of visitors that very rarely happens i was very very lucky that in my first month i managed to get a couple of hundred people subscribed that was very rare and i don't really know how i did it but um it's 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 no reason to give up because it takes time it takes time to build something good nothing happens overnight that's worth happening generally speaking um and uh, and so you have to wait and you have to you have to really kind of take your time and and persevere, try different things, and um, and, and and don't give up. Um, and and if you do give up because no one's reading, then you're kind of doing it for the wrong reasons. Because you know it does take time, and 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 those people will come. And it, you need to 
I do. I honestly think that the, the writing a blog, um, writing regularly for a blog, um, is something you need to, in part, do for yourself. It's not just about attracting thousands of readers. So you know, do it for yourself and don't give up if it doesn't work out straight away. Number fifteen, very important. Be nice to people. So that's on the blog, in the comments, um, on social media. You just kind of need to be nice to people. It's um, I'm, I'm not really one for this kind of. Um, you know, some people are really sort of sarcastic and unpleasant. Now, I'm 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 a very sarcastic, quite dry type of person, but I'm not. You know, I don't. I'm not rude to people. <laughs> a lot of people are. I know it sounds like a very simple piece of advice, but a lot of people are. And if you want to collaborate with others, if you want to do side projects, then you need to do them. Um, you need to have the support of other people. If you want readers, you need to. They need to. Um, they need to kind of in- interact with you on a personal level. So um, you know, just be nice to them. It's a very simple thing. Number 16, don't get jealous. Very important. Something that I find very difficult. (laughs) Everyone's blog seems bigger than yours. Everyone seems to have more readers. Everyone seems to have um, uh, a better routine. It just seems like everyone else has got something bigger and better. It is the way with life as it is in blogging. And um, and and really, you know, you need to get used to that and accept that some people will have more readers, and that's just the way it is. Um, and and you know, let's face it, blogging is to a degree one giant, if you excuse the expression, willy waving contest. A lot of time, people are just going on about their, you know, I've got this many people subscribed. Oh, this post is such and such. It's you know, it's boring, but it's um, it's kind of how it is. It's a numbers game, you know, followers. Just the very, very sort of word itself suggests competition. Um, so try not to get jealous. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter if your blog's slightly smaller than someone else's. It could be that the people that you've got following your blog, even if they're only 100, are really engaged and every single one of them reads all of your posts, which is much better than having 200 people subscribe to your blog and only 10 of them actually bother reading it. So it's all about carving your own space out and not worrying about anyone else. And there's a strong chance that all those other people, with all their stats and their bragging and all their things and stuff, they're probably lying. They may well be elaborating. They may well be kind of telling a few falsehoods. not saying they are, but they might. Number 17, be controversial. Now, this controversial, you can't just be controversial. Don't be controversial for controversial's controversy's sake. All I'm saying is, some people uh, do tend to like reading posts with an opinion. And I like reading posts that express an opinion. The worst thing in the world is to be boring. So if you're going to write, if you're going to blog, try and um, try and you know say what you think, but do it in a way that's not rude, not silly. Make sure that if you have an opinion that it's based on good research, facts, evidence, experience, and it's not just a case of saying something outlandish for the sake of it. Um, but the truth is, people are interested in an opinion. It's about your personality again, you know. That's all there is to it. You need to kind of, you know, be yourself and um, and and let that come across in, in your writing. Have an opinion. I did this with uh, the, the the post that still has the most comments for me. Is the one that I wrote, which was ignore anyone who tells you to write, write, write. And it was about <clears throat> well, it was about ignoring anyone anyone who tells you to write, 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 basically. Um, And it got lots of comments, and people thought it was controversial, but it wasn't meant to be, it was just my opinion. And it was based on my experience as a writer. And, um, And, you know, it got lots of interest and that kind of thing. Anyway, number 18, remember real life. So, this is important. 
not just remember real life in the sense that don't let this overtake your life. Blogging can be quite an obsessive thing, um, especially if you get obsessed with your stats and things like that. Don't let it overtake your life in that way. Make sure you do other stuff like see friends and family, that kind of thing. Um, But also remember that the internet isn't some kind of different realm where you are a different person. You're the same person. And uh, you need to remember that the people in real life, friends, family, employers, they're likely to read your site from time to time. So what you say, you know, it matters. It can have an effect on people. And, um, and 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 it's really important, you know, if you're going for a job or something like that, you need to make sure that that your your website is um, or your blog that it's that, that you're happy with it, that it represents who you are, and 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 you're confident that if an, a, a prospective employer saw it, that they would not decide to give the job to someone else. Basically, um, I've had that experience uh, two or three times, and it's it's you know it does make a difference. People in real life check your website, they check your blog, they read it. So you know, remember that basically. <clears throat> Almost there. Number 19. Other opportunities. So this ties into the previous one. It leads to, for me especially, I've definitely felt this has been the case. Blogging has led to other opportunities in real life. Things like my job at the workshop, which I've now left, as you may well know. Um, my, My job there, it was from doing other projects. It wasn't blogging in that instance, but it was the fact that I'd edited a literary magazine. It really helped bolster my CV and um and 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 it, it led to me being getting the job. It's not all about your your actual employment experience, your previous paid jobs. Things like having a blog can make a real difference to uh, to to uh, to future jobs and to lots of other things. So projects, projects, projects. That's always been my mantra. It helps create a more rounded CV and uh, it can lead to lots of other opportunities. Even the blogging for example, leading to me doing this podcast with 70 decibels. One wouldn't have come without the other. So, um, yes, blogging, least opportunities. Number 20, and now we're talking about you as an author. We're always told as authors that we need to have a platform, and the the best way to do this, apparently, is to have a blog. Um, And I am going to 90 percent agree with that it is really important to have a platform these days it's not enough just to send your your novel your prospective novel off to an agent and expect them to not go and find out if you have um, some kind of website a platform a ready-made audience which they can then um, hopefully hopefully will then go and buy your book in the future it's not unreasonable to expect uh, to be to to it's not unreasonable for agents to expect that of you these days i don't think and publishers, of course, too. So a platform is definitely necessary. And a blog is a fantastic way of doing that because it allows you to have a voice. It means that the content is coming regularly and it means that you can you can write about your, your, your success and your, your experience and your failures, failures and all that kind of thing. Or you can offer advice like I do. Um, the reason I say it's only 90% important is because actually the platform is the important thing. The blog is important but not the end of the world i think as long as you have a website that is your home for information about your book and your stuff that's good you can kind of have a really big twitter following for example without actually doing any conventional blogging as it might be and 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 still have this you know a big audience through a different platform maybe you've got a really active excuse me it was bound to happen maybe you have a really active facebook page um that's fine what i'm saying is you don't necessarily need a blog but you do have to have a platform of some sort and a blog is a good way to do that 
nearly there, which is a good thing because I am about to explode and can barely talk anymore. But number 21, and this is the most important of all, and it's the last one, is to enjoy it. Remember, it's really important, whatever creative endeavour you embark upon, is that you enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy blogging, if you try it and it hasn't worked out, even if you've got the biggest blog in the world and it's all taken off, and you, if you don't enjoy it, then you don't have to do it. And this goes back to my previous point, which is about having a platform. You don't have to have a blog to have a platform. I know loads of loads of authors who have written books, published and successful. They don't have blogs, but they do have a platform of some sort, and um, and there's a difference. And the reason they don't have blogs, I presume, is because they either don't have time or they just don't enjoy it. They just don't see the attraction of writing in that way, which is, you know, that's kind of fine. And um, and, and, and it's fine for you too. So if you don't enjoy it and, and, and if it's not for you, then pack it in and find something that you do enjoy, for crying out loud. And, um, and um, yeah, just be happy, you know. <sighs> okay, that was it. That's much longer than I expected it to be. That's actually as long, if not longer, than a normal episode. But there we go. And I'm starting to go slightly delirious. So I am going to stop. And that's my 21 lessons learned from uh, blogging over the course of the last four years. So today is the anniversary. Happy blog birthday to me. I will accept gifts um, uh, and kind messages, whichever you can afford, um, uh, in the comments section of the blog post that this podcast will be attached to. Um, or you can you can just send me money in the post. Either way, I don't mind. You know, just it's important to celebrate these landmarks um that's it from me fingers crossed there will be a podcast next week but if there isn't it's entirely to do with christmas and being far too full of christmas pudding mince pies and um kind of um, turkey related inner turmoil um but there may well be a podcast and if there is one i think it's going to probably be about poetry and, uh, and and that's something to look forward to. Um, uh, so that's it. You can find me on Twitter at Ian Broom. That's I A I N B R O M E. And you can find the blog of the podcast at writeforyourlife.net, which forwards you to ianbroom.com or ianbroom.com slash blog for the actual blog section. Okay, enough talking. Have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you for listening this far through this podcast to One Person Talk. Do let me know if you want me to never do it again. And, um, and hopefully I shall speak to you soon. Farewell.